Break it down, fancy pants, break it down. Somebody gum gator. Break it down, fancy pants, break it down. Somebody gum gator. Break it down, fancy pants, break it down. I want somebody to put that, because we've got time. I want somebody to put that on a beat graph, a.k.a. a musical uh, scale. You would think I would remember these words from being a music major for a while. What's the big yeah, thing with you? all the F-A-C-E, no, I mean? Is that a scale? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Why am... <laughs> Hey everybody, no, welcome back. Head. Episode 123, Dig Dong, it's a podcast. It's a good joke. This yeah. is the one where we're off beat. <laughs> if you're referring to this episode to your friends, say look for the one where they're off beat. Yo, yo, check out the boys, episode 123, uh, they're off beat. <laughs> I, I, I'll be real honest one, with you. One, two, I three, had, and they missed the four. I had a lot of fun typing in one, two, three today on my number pad. Yeah, no, it was, it was great. Like, boop, boop. And I've gotten rid of the pound sign. Oh shit! When I'm saving them, so it was just a straight up one two three. Dude, I, I guess I did to too. Hashtag one two three. Oh my god! So I just nice went straight line. Let me just reenact this real quick. It was that was one two three wow. right there, and just one more wow. time for everybody's sake. That's incredible. Yeah. See, That's you know what else is incredible is that we've recorded this thing 123 different times. That's wild to me. Right. We keep trying, and it keeps just coming out. Yeah, th- we've actually been recording this episode since Tuesday. Right, right. That also is to say that times. that also is to say that we understand a concept of days and time at this point too. Yeah. Has any? I saw a tweet recently, not tweet of the week, but uh, you know the Spider Man where they're pointing back and forth at each other. Yeah. I saw one of those, but it was seven Spider Mans in a circle, and each one had Monday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday on it. I too saw that that meme. One Accurate. one candidate for tweet of the week again won't be it was welcome to Tuesday everyone also now known as day and I'm like yeah I mean <laughs> pretty much but I'm, I saw okay. a video the other day where they were like we're gonna we're gonna start naming the days you know I'm gonna name the days all right sounds sounds good um, we should name one after the sun cool cool what do we what do we want to call it Sunday. Sunday. All right, great, great. And uh, after that, um, we should name one after the moon. For sure, for sure. After the moon. What do you, what do you think? Moon day? Yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you spell that? M-O-O. No, no, just one O. It's not moon day. It's moon day. <laughs> All right. Uh, moon day, Monday. Uh, and how about the third day? Tuesday. But it's day three. Tuesday. Tuesday. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you spell two? No idea. (laughs) Which is wild that we're talking about naming things, Zane, because literally one of the two topics that I have today that isn't something we've already talked about is um, a a, a history of naming. Is that etymology? I'm going to look that up real quick. Yeah. I'm going to just Google it because we got time. Etymology. It's not entomology. No, right. It's etymology. Entomology is the study of big trees that talk. 
the study of origin of words <laughs> and the way in which their meanings have changed throughout history. Sure, why not? Sounds close enough. Yeah, it's close enough. Zane, I was sent this by big-time listener Katie Cabbage, top five fan of the show. Um, yeah. And this comes to us from Sage Boggs, and he says, Okay, okay buckle up. I want to talk to you about Trisket. Zane, are you buckled up? I'm buckled. Click it I or just ticket. installed this seatbelt on my chair. Let me give you big ticket, unless you go and click it. <laughs> so, click it or Trisket? You decide. <laughs> We're going to pick Trisket today. Guys, several years ago, this is all going to be just read from Mr. Boggs' Twitter. <laughs> several years ago, I, Mr. Boggs, was at a party. Brag is a thing that he wrote in here. And I spotted a box of Triscuits. I asked everyone, quote, what does the word uh, internal quote Triscuit and internal quote mean? Got to stop doing that. What does the word Triscuit mean? It's clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the try mean? And then in parentheses, he goes, I'm great at parties. So far, so good. Sounds like me reading this is par for the course of how I normally talk on this show. I heard none of that because the whole thing froze. Very cool. Guys, this is also the episode we're offbeat because the audio is glitching out on our uh, FaceTime call. So, oh boy, you're in 12P right now. <laughs> I didn't know resolution could go so low. Yo, I I just installed a new carrot on top of my computer. And Dude, that's awesome. it's doing great capturing nice. this video. <laughs> nice. I, you have heard, have... I heard... Literally none of that. Thank you. Which is good because I garbled and, most of uh, it. Is this a live explanation of me hearing none of that was the same? Is this going to be a live um, waffle delivery right now? Are you getting waffles delivered live to you waffle right now? Waffle delivery. Oh shit! Shout I got out Rose. Delivered waffles. Okay, Thanks, so we Rose. heard that part. Let's see how much of this we can get through. Might be a short episode. To be fair, we yeah. recorded for over yeah, ninety minutes last week. So. Yeah. So several Maybe we years should ago, just start putting out like four lo- short episodes a day. A day? Four. A day we release episodes. Okay, I thought you meant four per day, and I'm like, Zane, we, we can't. We barely make one a week. We can't do. What would that be? Yeah, and I have no idea. Twenty a week, assuming weekdays. A week if we put out four every day, wild. Yeah. So we're still talking about that'd be intense. We fuck. <laughs> Basically, we would just leave a live stream on. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't, I don't need people. See, it up, yeah, know? I don't need people seeing need me play Animal minutes. Crossing for twelve hours. That's not much of a podcast. So, still talking about the history of Triscuits here. Exactly as exhilarating as everyone tuned in hoped it would be. Several <laughs> years ago, this guy was at a party, and he says, "Brag," and I spotted a box of Triscuits. I asked right. everyone, "What does Triscuit mean?" Like, it's clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the try mean? The consensus was that the try... Can I guess? Yeah, please, go ahead. Because I'm interested to see if you come to the same consensus. Is it the grains? Uh, no. Which is very interesting. But, I... <laughs> this is not going well. <laughs> Can you not hear me still? Oh, no. <laughs> Because it sounds like... I'm just going to keep talking. Zane, your guess yeah, was incorrect. That's fine. Okay. Oh, no. You just answered 14 seconds later. <laughs> Matching these up is going to be such a nightmare. What the fuck? 
Guys, the consensus was that try means three. At least three. It's, not, it's not Pro Tools. It's just our Facebook. At least guy. we're not talking over each other a whole bunch. At least people are used to that. You're literally eight, <laughs> nine seconds behind used me. to that. I'm going to count one, two, three, four, five, six. How many seconds behind are you? Seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm that far behind? I don't think I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I at think least it just he- comes in and out when it wants to. Oh, no. We might have to scrap this one. We're only eight minutes in. Is this the episode that doesn't come out today? This might be the episode that doesn't come out today. Maybe we try this tomorrow. <laughs> this is a... Uh, yeah. Because then I can look up my other bit. That's fine. Okay. I, I mean, I have time this evening, too. Okay. I'm going to pause this recording. Maybe we just keep this. Yeah, we're obviously keeping this part in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. pause this, look up a whole nother bit. Yeah. Guess what? More content, ladies and germs. Not a good joke, given the times. Ladies and other people. And then... <laughs> I have... Yeah, I don't, I don't know what any of that was. <laughs> okay. Well, we'll see you tomorrow, but, but in I'm the same episode. Too. Yeah. Okay, thanks Google. My Google Home said, sounds good. Me too. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Yeah, so anyway. uh, So we're back. Tried to record yesterday and fuck the internet uh, because (laughs) apparently yesterday wasn't the day. Fuck the internet is my favorite Childish Gambino song. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Great album. Iconic over the last decade. Guys, welcome back. I'm our, I'm gonna reintroduce this one. Ten minutes into the number one, two, three. Because <clears throat> it's one, fun two, three. To say. So fun for me and you <laughs> to see that one, two, three. Oh, guys, uh, buckle up because I want to talk to you about Triscuit. <laughs> Several years ago, I was at a party, brag, <laughs> and I spotted a bunch of Triscuits. I asked everyone. What the heck does the what 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 does the word trisket mean? <laughs> it's clearly based on the word biscuit, but what does the try mean? The consensus was that try means three, right? Maybe three layers or three ingredients, but no one knew for sure. Three so I googled it. You had a guess yesterday that I could not hear, and I don't. What was your guess as I to the trisket? I think there were three different grains in it. Okay, um, that that is a. I would believe that. Yeah, I have. I don't know. I didn't listen back to yesterday's shitty audio. <laughs> Neither did so, I. And I'm fascinated um, to see if this even lines up. It, but I won't. Right. <laughs> Bold of you to assume that we listen back to our podcast while we're recording. Yeah, no way. Yeah, not going to put that. Yeah, right. I almost said not going to put that level of effort in. And then I realized I literally for a bit we will talk about here soon. Watched an hour long competition <laughs> just to take notes on it. So we do put in the effort and the like work. You're welcome. We made this for you. It's not like I don't have time. So <laughs> <laughs> right, we all have we all have time. Okay, so the guy googles it, but he says, "But here's the thing, Google didn't seem to have the official answer either. What? Just more guesses." What? So I went straight to the source. We emailed Nabisco, and the response we got a few days later shook us to the core. Here it is. Thank you for your interest in our Triscuit crackers. No business records survived which specifically explain the origins or inspiration for the name Triscuit. But we do know the name was chosen as a fun derivation of the word biscuit. But the try does not mean three. 
Yo. What? So here's the thing. Have you ever had the Triscuits minis that are actually triangular? No, but and that seems like a pretty obvious thing too, but the original Triscuits are square, right? Right, I think so. I was going to say maybe maybe like to begin with they made them more like a chip and be, they were be. they were tri-sided biscuits. The and then continues. they just moved away from that? Right, I mean it could be. But okay. let me go the story on. continues. Go on. The tri does not mean <clears throat> 3. How how do they know what it doesn't mean, but they don't know what it does mean? How is that possible? Also, quote, no business records survived? What the hell happened at the Triscuit factory? Did the building explode? Did someone run out the doors and yell, it doesn't mean three right before perishing in a giant blaze? (laughs) Can you imagine one of the factory workers just like cool guy running from explosion, but just in a panic and just... Uh, uh, it doesn't mean three and then, and then it's a horrible <laughs> Triscuit explosion <laughs> He's on fire Everything's on fire There's right. there's um, fucking Rosemary and olive oil Raining from the sky the <laughs> A Triscuit hint of means, sea salt hits you in the eye Dude the explosion <laughs> happened Because the, th- the tri means triglycerides <laughs> The tri means the triad And it's owned by the Chinese government <laughs> Okay, so this guy says I was bap. <laughs> this guy says I was. Ba- it was. Just, it caught up to me. It was just funny again. You know what I mean? This guy says I was baffled and I couldn't stand not knowing. So I did a little sleuthing online. So he sat down. and stumbled upon some early Triscuit advertisements. Take a look at these bad boys. You can see that, show you that audience. Go ahead, audience. Take a quick gander at that, would you? A okay. goose and gander. There's one more there. here. It's a text ad, and I will read it to you. Okay. It says. Triscuit baked by electricity. Triscuit is the newest and perhaps the best creation of the Natural Food Co. and um, Niagara Falls, New York, makers of also of the celebrated wheat biscuits. Triscuits are to be eaten with cream, fruit, juices, and toast with eggs, as and a thousand and one other ways, each of which is fully and comprehensively explained in the neat little booklet which accompanies each packet of genuine cris- Triscuits. Triscuit is baked by electricity, the only food on the market prepared by this 1903 process. In neat packages, each 15 cents. If you buy two, they cost 25. Great deal. So in the early 1900s, Triscuit was run out of Niagara Falls. And their big selling point being baked by electricity. They were the only food on the market prepared by that process. Look at the lightning bolts. And then it clicked. Electricity biscuit. Triscuit. What? Means electricity biscuit. And this guy had this whole thread, and the real Triscuit on Twitter responded, we had to go all the way up the ladder, but we can confirm lightning bolt emoji. And now, Yo. the actual Triscuit account has a lightning bolt emoji next to it. This guy took the time to figure out what the fuck Triscuit meant, but also, I think we're all better off as a result. Like, there's no way anyone would have ever guessed electricity. And honestly, I feel like I want to eat Triscuits now. What better advertising than to be like, yeah, this shit's baked with electricity, dude. This shit's basically a lightning strike in your mouth, which is ironic because they don't taste that good. That's fucking wild. It's like a lot, right? Yo, that's like, I'm trying to see if there's anything that like 
we've been a part of that you can compare to that. Like <laughs> that's something. All right, I'm not gonna make it compare to anything. That's, that's like probably a you good get call. together with your friends and you have an idea, and you're right. like, you're like, yo, check this out. I've got an idea. We're just gonna mash these two things together, <clears throat> and they're like, yo, no, we're not. And you go, but wait, <laughs> yo, no, it'll catch on. And somebody's like, what if we cooked our are biscuits with the so do they send an electric current through the biscuit dude i don't fucking know he like, didn't talk about i it. have an electric range like my i don't have a gas oven so technically right. anything i bake is baked with electricity but Guess do what? they have do they fucking zap now. it is that what they they're like hey we're gonna make uh taser gloves and heating your hands by slowly electrocuting you is how our gloves are gonna work and they'll be called um Glavers. <laughs> this one ain't it, Chief. I know. <laughs> but I appreciate the effort. The thing is, the thing is. You know you'd wear some Glavers. 100% I would. Very da- Give danger high fives. In this time of social distance, I wouldn't, but you could eventually. Um, Man, I just, I, I'm looking at it right now. I, the, a guy found another old advertisement. And I just, I don't know. Chemistry points out that each property of shredded wheat has its counterpart in an element of, oh, that's just saying it's nutritious. <laughs> but basically they have lightning bolts all over it, dude. Yo. I just, I don't, I don't know what the electricity part was, but I am excited that they made electricity biscuits because that is a fucking cool name for a biscuit. Zane, you had mentioned that you had something that you wanted to discuss this week. Um, yeah. So let me just find my notes here. <clears throat> just a couple, just a couple quick things Go that ahead. happened maybe recently, maybe not. Um, a few weeks ago, and this is important because there's a bunch of medical shit going on, but this is like yes. exciting, good medical shit. Some doctors yes. in Israel removed a guy's lung, cleaned all the cancer off of it, and then put it back in him. And he mm. was completely cancer free. And what it was a successful fuck? surgery. And that's the coolest fucking shit. Like, that's wild. I love that. That's a very cool thing. Please tell me you snoped to that, though. Uh, no, but it was on a lot of... Uh, okay, if it was on, like, semi-legitimate yeah, websites, I will believe it. Um, But I'll snopes it, and maybe if it's fake, I'll tell you guys next time. or maybe We'll I get won't. a redaction next episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only reason I ask, typically I just trust you wholeheartedly, but you specifically last week said you weren't going to fact check something. <laughs> I believe I you like said that too. That's also true. <laughs> and so I need to fact check stuff. But I feel like this is a learning lesson for both of us. Yeah, no, I I, I, I saw it on like multiple different outlets. Like, okay, but that's tight as shit. So, and um, honestly, if we're being... Go, go ahead, ahead, being honest. Yeah. I'm going to say that that seems like kind of an idea that should have been had earlier. Hindsight being twenty twenty and all that. Yeah. The but only- also like... I'm really dumbing down the fact that they fucking took a lung out of this dude and were just like, okay, gonna scrape that off. Yeah. Like, basically, well, his lung was a dirty dish and they cleaned it. And essentially. Like, okay, go ahead. Because, because that lung had gotten to the point where it wasn't really working anyway. Like, he was right, already so not, on a ventilator. Yeah. They had him life-supported enough that he he could breathe from because your body can function in you're right enough on one lung that you're not just gonna die that's wild but you needed at some point um 
And so, yeah, they figured, hey, he's already just using one. They like discussed it and they were like, yeah, let's try it. Took it out, fucking cleaned it up, put it back in. Um, Cause you That's know, so they've cool. like transplanted lungs yeah. and hearts and stuff now. Um, right. It's like, why couldn't you just put the same one back in if it's still fine once you make it better? You're right. The thing right. is, is like, you can't just take everything out of your body like that. Like, Typically, so it's no. only going to be specific, like specific for certain kinds of care. But you know, honestly, though, that's tight as shit. What a cool thing. Um, on a little bit of a lighter note, although that was pretty light, pretty cool, light. Yeah. <laughs> um, the uh, Bank of Oklahoma recently mm-hmm. sued a dispensary called Dank of Oklahoma. <laughs> oh my! For Lord. copyright infringement. I love that. Dank of Oklahoma. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, so it says the Bank of Oklahoma sued a cannabis dispensary called Dank of Oklahoma for alleged (laughs) trademark infringement in Oklahoma federal court. The dispensary also uses a polygon logo and text font in ads that are similar to the (laughs) bank's federally registered (laughs) trademark. (laughs) You gotta admire the creativity. Uh, The bank said it became aware of the ads based on a wave of customers and employees complaining to Bank of... Oh, Bank of... Hmm? I can't... I don't know how to read their their acronym, B-O-K-F, about defendants' uh, billboards (laughs) and signage. It called the dispensary's alleged use of the trademarks inconsistent with B-O-K-F's reputation for for providing high-quality, dependable financial services and illegal under federal law. They're like, we provide high-quality fucking bud, dog. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dank of vocal. And just straight up just, rip their <laughs> rip right. their logo too. I I love that too because they found out through complaints from people likely calling right. and being like, hi, I'd like to check my balance. And they're like, hmm? <laughs> We're a weed store. You don't have a balance here. Oh man. That's wild. Dank of Oklahoma. So funny. So funny. Also, Fuck. I just we just haven't had a traffic update recently. And there is no traffic. I, exactly. There shouldn't be any traffic. But I was out and about the other day, uh, not in a uh, malicious kind of way. I just needed a couple sure. things from the store. Needed some groceries. And <clears throat> so I pull up to a light at arguably the busiest intersection in town. Go ahead at, and tell me which uh, one. I'm going to guess Russell. And, Reserve and uh, Mullen. Oh, yeah. That's a pretty busy intersection. A big one. There's two turn lanes almost every direction. And right. like. For Missoula, Multiple. that's gargantuan. Yeah. It's it's yeah, it's it's wild. So I'm sitting there and uh Tyler, I shit you not, I think I was driving behind a blonde a blind woman. Oh no. Um I think first of all blind woman, I'm like not that notable, she was bringing it up. <laughs> she was old <laughs> enough to be in the uh concerned demographic, like you shouldn't be out shopping for your own groceries at a time like this. Um Second, the light turns green. Right. She's not looking down at her phone. I see her staring at the light. Oh, no. Doesn't go. Ooh, okay. About five seconds. Adjusts her glasses. Doesn't go. Oh, God. Oh, no. I give a little beep. Beep, beep. Okay? Yeah. I see her lean forward to uh, get closer to, oh, no. to her windshield. Oh, no. Right. And do what I can only imagine was squint up at the light. Then lean back, take her glasses uh-huh. off, right. do the same thing, 
Oh, God. Put them back on. Look both ways. Look again with another glasses adjustment. (laughs) Didn't change. And then drove. It was probably a good mm, 20 to 30 seconds of just (laughs) sitting there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then she doesn't like get up to speed. She goes like she's maybe going 15, 20 by the time we hit the other side of the intersection on a street that's 35 transitioning to 45 right there. Oh no. Yeah. She's in the uh, left turn lane to turn like down towards Walmart, which is where I was going. Right. And I'm waiting for her to like get over to go in the straight lane, but no, she stays. And then there's nobody in front of her just keeps randomly hitting her brakes Oof. And I'm giving this Oof. lady plenty of space because I don't, Probably a good I don't call, need yeah. any of that. No. And then she gets to the next light and it is very green and she slows down too much. It starts to turn yellow and mm-hmm. then she just speeds up and goes and turns across traffic. Oh, no. And I was like, you have no idea what's going on on the road. <laughs> You couldn't go because you couldn't tell one light was green. And then you did go because maybe you saw the the arrow move to a different circle on the traffic light. Right. And I was like, oh, no. So scary. Like, and again, hopefully it's not like a sad deal where like no one could go get her groceries and something like that. I hope that's not the case. But also at a certain point. Yeah. Danger to society. Make, Make a couple calls. Please, Man. like, call me if you need to. Yeah, you don't know call me, me and me I'm mad you at you. Reach me. If you want to page me, it's okay. <laughs> Let's bring back pagers. I don't know why we don't. Zane, aren't those already called Kindles? <laughs> it's a fucking book, bruh. It's a banger of a joke. It is. It's a pretty good one. Speaking of bangers, Zane, I want to talk to you about a little thing called bangers and mash. Will you come for my bangers? My this beans is, and mash. This was the, the secret benefit of having our entire internet shit out yesterday. Yo. Was that I had a bit in mind that I wanted to talk with you about because we haven't had Jensen sponsor anything in a while. Yeah. And I'm not going to say we have anything this week either, but that this has renewed my spirit as far as trying to find sponsorships because some of the things I'm about to tell you are almost unbelievable. Yeah. Not unlike how great of a sponsor Jensen's is. Hit me with it. Guys, I want to talk to you about a little thing called the 2006 Johnsonville Brat Eating Competition. The Jensenville Brat Eating <laughs> The Jensensville. Dude, honestly, to be entirely clear with you, it totally could have been the Jensensville and no one would notice because this shit <laughs> is unreal, Zane. It's unreal. I'm so excited. So last Saturday... ESPN played the Ocho, yes. which for those of you who don't know, is like a reference to Dodgeball, the movie. Right. Good, good movie. Very good movie. Not like high quality movie, but just but good, good, enjoyable movie where they have a Dodgeball competition and it's hosted on ESPN 8, the Ocho. And so... For alternative sports. Right. And it was at this time that like ESPN two already existed, but then they had like ESPN U, ESPN three. Yeah. Um, and like all these other branching ones. And so, oh, like, I right, forgot about ESPN three. That doesn't really exist anymore. Right. Because they have so, ESPN they were, Go and Plus. Right. They were really expanding out at that point. And so this was on hypothetically ESPN eight. The, the thing is though, like two years ago, 
ESPN thought it would be funny. I think for April Fool's Day, or maybe I think um, it was before that, August like a while 8th. ago for for uh, April Fool's Day, if I remember right. correctly. And, and so they played the Ocho, and they put on on regular ESPN a 24 hour period of programming that was all like weird alternative sports. So yeah, they like had like cornhole tractor racing cornhole, <clears throat> uh, dodgeball tournament. Um, and just like we just weird shit that you didn't know that they had. Right. Some of the things on the lineup this year included slippery stairs competition. Yes. Which is one of the funniest things in the world to watch. So great. Um, Thanks, they had, Japan. they had, um, a world electricians championship. Oh, where they made triscuits, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, no, but they like plumbed houses and like wired them up and had to do all this stuff. And they were talking like the commentators are super serious on all of this. <laughs> um, they had cornhole, obviously. They had a thing called like the Moxie games, where at one point I saw them playing dodgeball, but they were also juggling. Oh yes, dude, yes. You have to dodge, and <clears throat> a dude just was too focused on the juggling and fucking got ripped in the face by a dodgeball. Yeah, that is um, always exciting to watch. But uh, another one was the uh, the they had a tram competition like trams in Germany streetcars and stuff like that. They have like thirty five countries send their top two tram drivers Hell to compete, yeah. and like it was the most wholesome shit in the world. Dude, it was like Great British Bake Off levels of wholesome. <laughs> it must just be European competitions. But the one I'm here to talk to you about today is the 2006 Johnsonville Brat Eating Competition. Yes. Now, Zane, you and I have both watched and and or unknowingly participated in eating competitions yeah throughout the entire time yeah. we've known each other yeah for sure you're, you're on a wall in montana i am on a wall for your eating feats hell yeah your, your feet well i didn't eat feet but your feet your meat eating feats <laughs> feats of um, eating meats We've come up with some crazy things to eat in the past. We've already talked about our Pro Bowl meal, things you, like that. You destroyed uh, 70 oh, plus right. I had French 70, toast sticks. 75 French toast sticks in college. So this is not a scene unused, or like that we're not used to, you no. know? Almost and an unused You know, Tyler, to. I actually have a, a story that's going to partner right in with this, but uh, it'll be for afterwards. Okay. Well, Zane, we are nowhere near the level of these competitive eaters. Um. Two you may have heard of that were featured in this competition. Hell yeah. Were Can I guess? Go ahead. Kobayashi. Yep. And Joey Chestnut. Those are the two. Hell yeah. If you could name any of the other 14 competitors, I would be blown away by um, There was a guy who went by like Bullfrog or something like that. like Or like the Bullfrog or... Okay. Something. He wasn't in there. There oh, was someone okay. bull-related though. Hmm. Yeah, my we'll my time it. was probably closer to the 2010 era. That's fair. Yeah. So, so but most people know at least two. They know Joey Chestnut and they know Takeru Kobayashi. Right. And those were those were and are the dominant forces in competitive eating. Yeah. The big competitive eating realm is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest in New York, I believe, on Coney Island. Yes. And they eat like 70, 80 hot dogs. In 10 minutes, buns and all, which is fucking nuts. That's so, dude, that's so much food. Right. This is sponsored by Johnsonville, the brat company. I have some in my fridge, not a sponsor, gonna eat them after this. This competition, again, the 2006 version, was held in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Sheboygan! AKA, <laughs> AKA the brat capital of the world. 
but it's been held for you know a long time i think since the 70s and it was initially held on mustard mall and bratwurst boulevard (laughs) they have a parade it's like a multi-day fest surrounding brats and i think most if not all the proceeds go to charity so it is like a cool thing yeah oh here it is i'm just gonna jump in real quick you may as well uh matt stoney is who i was thinking of oh yeah he uh broke joey chestnut's eight year winning streak and he goes by megatoad megatoad okay yeah so he was a little he was a little early for the or i guess he is a little early for this um so yes late is the word tyler what are you talking about (laughs) Zane, at this competition, or at this, um, almost said at the competition, <laughs> at this weekend, like thousands of people come to this. Yeah. Seven tons spectacle. of bratwurst. See, if that's not the most American thing. Seven tons? Yeah. Are tons the same in Europe as they are in America? Uh, they're spelled with two N's and an E, but yeah. Okay. So our 12 Scandinavian listeners will know what. That's so much. That's yeah. 14,000 pounds. Yeah. Which is. Some probably like nine thousand kilos, right? It's something like that. Something around there. I don't know. Oh. I'm so sorry. That's so ignorant. What the <laughs> fuck? I should know that. Hey, <laughs> dude, they have a grill that can prepare twenty five hundred brats at a time. That's incredible. It's sixty five feet long. That's yes. gonna be what, like twenty meters? Yeah. That's a long fucking grill, dog. Yeah. So here's the thing: if you're not ranked, you have to qualify through a preliminary event. Yo, you have to eat but- twice. <laughs> Do, yeah, or and like not beforehand. like in the same day, yeah. but like people, I was watching, this is an hour long show, by the way, for, <laughs> I think it's 10 minutes of eating. 50 minutes are detailing the history and interviews with contestants and stuff like that. Dude, I literally watched an, I had church this morning. I had a meeting directly after church and the hour between that meeting ending and this podcast restarting, I watched Hell this yeah. episode. And I have, I, I'm, it's on my notes app, so I don't have how long it is, but I have probably f- two full-size pages of notes on here. That's crazy. So. Yo, you wild. <laughs> if you're, if you're, right, if you're unranked, like people, I guess I should say this, people prepare for this, obviously. Like competitive eating is like, oh yeah, is there's a all kinds of strategy for that goes certain into it. people here. Now there's obviously people who have like families and stuff like that who can't make it like a full-time career. Right. But you can make a decent chunk of money. Right. For 10 minutes at a time. And it's just you know? like any, any, uh, other fucking career or like sporting event really like they prepare they train they like stretch their stomachs you have to eat properly the night before like i watched a little mini doc about it one time where like they'll eat like five pounds of grapes because grapes are mostly water and so they stretch your stomach out and then they move through your system quickly um Mm -hmm. And then you're ready to eat for the next day. Like anybody who thinks that to eat a ton of food, you just literally don't anything, eat anything. You're wrong. wrong. Incorrect. You're absolutely wrong. So, so there's like a bunch of training that goes into this though. And so people can get ranked too, like globally. So if you're, like I said, if you're not ranked, you have to qualify, but if you are ranked, you can qualify via a lottery. So you don't have to eat. Now, Sheboygan Invited Kobayashi as a guest to this. He's ranked number one in the world at this point. Now, we obviously know later things change, all that stuff. But in 2006, Kobayashi is at his prime, or at least rising into it. He had never been beaten on American soil, and he had only been beaten one time. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, at one point, the chef 
They they interviewed the Johnsonville like main chef. He demonstrated how to make the traditional Sheboygan double brat, which honestly looked fucking amazing. He goes, you know, it's traditional when it overhangs the bun. You're getting two brats in a one combo. Um, one thing that is important to note here is that obviously bratwursts are bigger than hot dogs, and so you shouldn't necessarily expect the same amount. Right. But eaters say brats are most difficult of all, basically all food eating competitions. Because they're tough to chew, comparatively. They're greasy. And at one point, a competitor used the word pungent. Yeah. So, there's three methods of eating I want to talk about. And we see all three on display. There's dunking, which is kind of your traditional sort of... Yeah, mash it in the water, mash it in your face. Right. And they can use either water or flavored water. A lot of competitors were using flavored water because I guess it breaks up the taste of the bratwurst. Interesting. What There's kind of, chipmunking. Go ahead. What flavor of water would you use? Like lemonade or like okay. strawberry or something like something that's going to be different. Because again, one of the yeah. major things people talked about in bratwurst eating is that since it's savory and like very heavy flavor and right. all like one very strong flavor, right. you need something to break that up. Because if you don't, sometimes people just get distracted and eat like nine and call it a day. Right. Um, Interesting. So that's so that's dunking. That's what we see at the hot dog competition a lot. But there's no buns here. So you're just dunking a brat in like lemonade and eating it. Method number two is chipmunking, which I think is Joey Chestnut's not main method, but he definitely utilizes this. Yeah. Which oh, is sure. kind of self-explanatory. Put the brat in the mouth, cheeks expand, and you just kind of mush it down right. when you can. You're, ju- you're just continually chewing, essentially. And right. you have your cheeks full of shit. As someone who is just talking right now and chewing on my tongue on accident and hurting it real bad, <laughs> I have no idea how that method is even possible. Right. Particularly if you're eating a meat. Right. But, I mean, they do it. Dude, this one literally made me openly laugh out loud. The third and most common method that is used is called the Solomon method. Can you guess what that is? The Solomon method. You just swallow them whole? I don't know. For those slightly less biblical... That is where you split the baby. You literally oh, you break rip it in the, half. You rip the brat in half and eat both halves at once. Yes. And I thought okay. that was the funniest shit in the world that they called it the fucking Solomon method. Are you joking? <laughs> How funny is that? Dude, holy it's shit. Too much. They're like, a bratwurst is basically the same as a baby in a biblical story. Love that. So funny. So here's some rules. You've got 10 minutes and you have to be over 18. No kids in this competition. Okay. Yeah. This ain't for chitlins. It's brought only, no bun, so you're just sucking oh, down wow. meat. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Thought you'd like that. Wrote, wrote that in parentheses here. I'll prove it to okay, you. Okay, perfect. You get an... Dude, this was so funny. You get an auto disqualification for, quote, reversal of fortune. <laughs> so if you fucking yakety yak, don't talk back. If you yuck. <laughs> if you give a good old yuck. Then you're automatically disqualified. Stop people. <laughs> if you're a goat on Mark Zuckerberg's property, you're automatically disqualified. Dude, um, brats are counted in fractions, so you don't have to eat like a full one for it to count. Right. Um, also, counting in fractions is kind of a funny way to put it, but <laughs> dunking and separating is allowed. We just discussed okay. that. Yeah. Why would you dunk a dry wiener? Dude, I, why wouldn't you dunk a dry wiener? That's fair. You're looking to get that shit to slide right down. Got to keep <laughs> pushing forward. 20K in prize money total. 8K to first place. Yo. 
And I thought initially that didn't sound like a lot of money. It's a bit of a bag, man. Dude, but 8K for 10 minutes of work. Now, granted, there's a lot of prep time and all that there's shit. A lot I don't of know taxes that taxes that are coming out of that. Like Right. But you an independent contractor, you have to fill out a 1099. Dude, you get taxed on your fucking <laughs> A hot dog or your brat eating winnings? Yeah, and uh, what like are your write-offs? 15%. Well, I'd like to uh, write off these four th- 40 packs of hot dog buns, right. about 80, 80 packs of brats, Johnsonville specific. I'd like to right. write off my mileage to actually get to uh, is Sheboygan, uh, wherever we are. Sheboygan, um, Wisconsin? So. Yeah. I was going to say Minnesota, and I knew that was wrong. I thought it was Minnesota, basically, though. Um, People in the Midwest ain't going to like that joke. It's like, what's the river in Minnesota that sounds like it's supposed to be in the middle of Egypt or something? Oh, I was thinking you were going to say like Minnetonka or something like that. No. I don't know, man. I'll find it. Carry on. Dude, I will note this, though. They showed the salaries, big flex, because Kobayashi at this point, this is in like, you know, maybe May or June. Kobayashi up to that point had made a hundred grand in competitions plus Yo. 50 plus 50 additional grand in speaking engagements, which what? they didn't specify. Dude, I would hire, I watched a mini doc on a guy who's like a power hitter in golf. Like he hits just long balls yeah. and he just gets that. That's like a majority of his career is just going to like corporate events and hitting golf balls super fucking far. That's crazy. Right? So, Okay, so I have 16 competitors here, Zane. And I wrote down some notes about each of them, if you're ready. Okay, yes, please. We've got Thomas Denor, the hometown boy. He's unranked. Okay. PJ Kim, who is the pad tie eating champ of Boston. He has a Princeton undergrad and a Harvard MBA. Yo. And was named a sleeper pick by the announcers. Okay. PJ Kim also during the competition ate with one of those. He ate with like a GoPro on his head or on his hat. And he had a um, like a bike mirror attached to his visor. So you could see him eating through the visors like little mirror up here. And it was just as disgusting as you'd think. That's ridiculous. I think he stopped at like nine. PJ Kim was not the sleeper pick. Everybody thought PJ Kim was in fact asleep. (laughs) He was a sleepy pick. We have Damon Serigny, 6'1", 240, unranked from Baton Rouge. Okay. We've got Tim Brown, grilled cheese-eating vet. Yo. 7.8 pounds. That's rough. Dude, that's a lot, but uh, he ate 7.8 pounds of zucchini in 10 minutes. Wow. Hmm? 7.8 pounds? That's crazy. Like, just think about how much fucking zucchini that is. Dude, much. next up, we've got Jim the Hammer Hamrick. Jim runs the chocolate circuit and finished fourth place in the Valentine's Day Chocolate Massacre. Zane, I'm going to need you to listen to that one more time because I know <laughs> it will make you laugh. He runs the chocolate circuit and finished fourth place in the Valentine's Day Chocolate Massacre. Yo. If that's not a Jensen sponsored event, I don't know what it is. <laughs> he tears the root he tears the ears off those rabbits for sure. Dude, we've got uh Frank, I believe it's Wake, but it might be Wok. He okay. is a banana eating champ. <laughs> he was in the ravioli circuit in the eighties. 
and once <laughs> and I direct quote once did 78 ravs in 10 minutes <laughs> these commentators were literally some of the funniest people I've ever heard also he's 52 years old he's the second oldest competitor here and a personal note is that he absolutely runs like he's way older than 52 really keep in mind all of these competitors are coming from like a side tent through the crowd and getting high fives and all the stuff and he like stumbled a majority of the way through it. I was like, you should just walk it out, bud. Which is funny given his last name. Dude, pretty much. Somebody's just tripping him the whole way. This guy I sent you earlier today as a sneak peek. Sneak peek. As a stealth mountain, I sent you a clip of the bull El Toro Jimenez from Las Vegas, Nevada. <laughs> he grunts and screams like a bull. Yeah, he fucking screeches. Dude, literally, okay, just for the audience's sake, I sent Zane a clip and just said, get excited for the podcast. It's a clip that says, man, we've got some real good competitive eaters heading up here right after commercial break. And it cuts, and then the next thing that you see is this guy with like big, imagine Conan O'Brien's hair, but shaped on either side into bull horns that are jet black. And he's running down a hill screaming. Just but like just howling. Like that kind of scream at full volume for like maybe 10 seconds. Unbelievable. So that's the bull El Toro Jimenez. He has hair shaped into bull horns. Zane, he's a chili cheese fry eating specialist. <laughs> And was at one point called, quote, the Martin Truex of competitive eating. Now, that comparison barely made any sense to me, and I'm almost certain it makes none to basically anyone else listening. Martin Truex, I think, was like a NASCAR driver in the 2000s. Right. And I guess the, the, they ended up circling around to it. I guess it was that he was promising, but like El Toro was a promising competitor, but just wasn't winning it. Wasn't right. bringing home the bacon, <clears throat> proverbially. Right. Wasn't bi- wasn't bringing home the brats. <laughs> so, Zink, <laughs> can you think of anyone who is the Martin Truex of blank in your world? <laughs> uh, I feel like I'm the Martin Truex of getting laundry done. <laughs> There's a lot piled up, wa- and I have right. I have all the, the opportunity in the world. Right. But it's just not happening. Oh man. We've got Eric the Red of Denmark, who is actually from Seattle. (laughs) He has no beard, but Mime's having a really big one. Like, he walks. Imagine, like, Santa holding his belly and then swinging it back and forth. That's how he walked down the entire pathway. Like he has a a beard? Yeah. Like, he's pretending that his arms circling down. It kind of looked like he was making, like, a big dick thing, but he wasn't. (laughs) It was supposed to be his beard. So Eric the Red from Denmark, who is actually from Seattle, again, no beard, but Mime's having one. Um, He's a spicy food specialist. (laughs) And uh, he's 6'4", 208. Wow. Well, that's not huge. No, it's not big, but I mean, he's a tall boy. Yeah. You're 6'4", though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And way more than 208. (laughs) Zane, similar to Eric the Red of Denmark from Seattle, would you say that... You like he quote have a ruddy exuberance, um, for really anything probably yeah yeah and I think that's I would have to agree with that. Does that mean he's like Paul Rudd, dude? It means nothing. Ruddy exuberance. Who are the? I guess ruddy. 
Is it R U T T Y or R U D D Y? No, R U D D Y. Look up Ruddy right now and tell me what the definition of it is. I thought Ruddy was like not that good. Maybe I'm thinking of cruddy. It's um of a person's face having a healthy red color. Okay, so that's actually like for a guy named Eric the Red. Yeah. Pretty good. He's got a I'm Tyler the Red when the sun is out literally at all. (laughs) And Gandalf the Grey and Gandalf the White and Monty Python and the Holy Grail's Black Knight. Dude, holy shit, bringing me back. Good lordy. Dude, Zane, you'll like this next guy. They only get better from here, by the way. Great. Crazy Legs Conti. (laughs) Quote, the Houdini of Cuisini. Dude, he looks like Sideshow Bob in a ska band. He want, Here's a real thing. He once ate his way out of a 60 cubic feet of popcorn to survive being buried alive by it. What? <laughs> is, How do you even get yourself in that situation? But, but that's what I'm saying is that like, dude, tell me right now that you're not interested in watching at least a little bit of this. Yo, I, I should. <clears throat> Dude, he's wearing, obviously he has like his fedora and his like dreads going on, but then he's also wearing a cheese and brat necklace. It's made out of like foam. Yeah. But like the cheese head logo, it's just giant blocks of cheese and brats are the links in between them. (laughs) He's also the green bean, lumberjack breakfast, and beef brisket world champ. Is that like a Denny's competition? Like the lumberjack? I, I have no idea what a lumberjack breakfast is, but it sounds delicious. Yeah. To be fair, though, I'd probably eat about one. I'll, I'll be impressed if there's pancakes involved, because once you I'm go down take, the pancake road... I'm going to take two seconds and look up a lumberjack breakfast. Lumberjack breakfast... I'm going to laugh if someone knows what this is. Yeah. Um, uh, it's at Friendly's, I think. Oh, okay. But let's see. Oh, a lumberjack breakfast... There's something called the... Es- oh, Esquire Magazine has something on it. Okay. Sounds um, reputable. Oh, no. See, but it's not. It's just that's horrible. The Lumberjack Breakfast, at least from Friendly's, is. Uh, oh, it's trademarked. So it has to be from them. Yeah. Three extra large farm fresh eggs your way and choices of applewood smoked bacon or sausage plus three buttermilk pancakes or slices of brioche French toast. So I think that's got to be it, right? Uh, yeah. I'm just curious what the competition then is. I think just how many of those can you eat? Mm. In 10 to 15 minutes. That's crazy. That's wild. Yeah. Next up is fucking Rich the Locust Lefeva. <laughs> like like the fever? It Well, it's spelled Lefeve. Okay. But he pronounced it real weird. So I literally wrote in brackets Lefeva. <laughs> oh, he's the Fieti of food competitions. Dude, he's 62 years old. Why? He ate one and a half gallons of chili in 10 minutes. World champ. Yo. <laughs> he also is the champ of spam, steak, birthday cake, Tex-Mex, and rolls. This guy's Dude, a legend. This guy is literally Texas in a I was person. about to say he's the most Texas man I've ever heard of. Rich the Locust Lefebvre is what I'm going to call him. Dude, the locust is such a fucking power name. Are you joking Dude, me? He comes through and wipes out the crops. That's what I'm saying. Unbelievable. Ow! I just snapped myself with a rubber band. Oh, I'm <clears throat> sorry to hear that. Next up is Tim Eater X Janice. Okay, I've heard of Tim Janice. Dude, he fucking he hits the fucking cross X with his arms. I wonder if he's related to Jeff Janice, the football player. Maybe it's spelled different. Oh. He's Maybe for his number protection. S- 
It probably. Right? <laughs> you can't. You can't be associated with fucking Eater X. <laughs> Rank number six in the world. He won. He was unranked previously. He won the Harley Davidson qualifier. Oh, okay. And the Harley Davidson qualifier is exactly what it sounds like. Imagine a, a big Harley Davidson like manufacturing plant and or sales place, right? With like bikini babes and people doing fucking burpees <laughs> on Harleys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It really <laughs> churns up the gut. <laughs> Basically, like Wisconsin Sturgis with more brats. <laughs> so he won that event. And he competed against Crazy Legs there. Ooh, wow. Who finished, I think, second. Um, Eater X is also the 2004 Rookie of the Year. Wow. He had a unique entrance. He rode an invisible bike down to the stage. Okay. But he had handlebars that were real. So, like, he took real existing handlebars with, like, a bell and, like, little tassels on the side. But then pretended to pedal a bike all the way down. Somebody photoshopped his bike out. Basically, those videos are hilarious, dude. You'll like those are really funny. Actually, <laughs> he he has like the the eater X part outside of him crossing the arms. Like, right. Does he paint he his also face? has like, yeah, he has ultimate warrior style face. Yeah. Paint. Yeah. Like, it's sweet. It honestly like I was impressed at the quality of the face paint. It was really, really go ahead impressive. and check that out, audience. Dude, his little fun fact under his name when they were like introducing him was day trader by tr- or day trader by trade, eater by disposition. He if was that born just, for this, dude. If that's not sheer power, I don't know what is. <laughs> also, this is 2006's shit. He got a note of encouragement and a gift basket from Jennifer Aniston of all people. Oh, wow. Because Vince Vaughn is a big competitive eating fan. I can see that. Also, Vince Vaughn is huge. Vince Vaughn is a ginormous people man. don't understand that Vince Vaughn is like six seven or six eight. He's legitimately like massive. Dude, but also is that Jennifer Aniston and fucking Vince Vaughn? Sending a note to a competitive eater That's in Wisconsin. Wild. That's some 2006 shit if I've ever seen one. Next up, we're getting into the top five here. Oh, this says he's only 6'5". I've been lied to. Really? I thought he was huge. Yeah. Next up, we have Humble Bob Shoot. Okay. He's a vegetarian. Bob Shoot sounds ironic. like a humble guy. Yeah. Humble Bob Shoot. He's like an older guy. Okay. He's a vegetarian, but he will eat meat only during sanctioned competitions. Okay. Like this one. Hey, you got to have your priorities so, in line. Principled man. Yeah. He once ate 51 mini burgers in eight minutes, like the White Castle 51. Yeah, huh? I think I could push that. And he's the shoe fly <laughs> pie eating champ. Um, I'm going to go ahead and Google quick what shoe, fi- shoe I am too. fly pie is. I've heard of it before. Shoe fly pie. Oh, it's like, okay. Shoe fly pie is a molasses pie or cake that developed its traditional form among the Pennsylvania Dutch in the 1880s who ate it with strong black coffee for breakfast. Oh, not going to try and use the Pennsylvania Dutch pronunciation because it'll be <laughs> offensive. Banking on it. Um, <clears throat> so that's, that gets us to our fourth guy, Patrick Bertoli. Bertoli. Not of sauce, not of sauce fame. Oh, Patrick is an up-and-comer. He's ranked number four in the world. Patrick at one point ate 11 eight-ounce corned beef sandwiches in 10 minutes. Okay. And he holds world titles in ice cream, chocolate, and key lime pie. Wow. Okay. Patrick is a culinary student. Of course. And he broke... Dude, this is the part where he got wild for me. He broke his fingers before the competition, unrelated. 
But yeah, can you imagine if he just fucking snapped him right there? It's like a power move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, El Toro's not yelling anymore because he's just terrified of this guy. Um, it, so he got taped up to play through the pain, which was an actual phrase that was used by announcers. Okay, but remembering that we're in Wisconsin and like Green Bay Packers slash like yeah, mostly Packers territory. Yeah. He goes, he's gonna play through the pain. Quote, not unlike Bart Starr and Brett Favre before him. Yes. All right, I can respect this guy, dude. I think Brett Favre was always hurt, but that's what. But like to comp- you're number four in the world, pretty good. Yeah, I don't know that you can throw out Bart Starr and Brett Favre as your comps. You know what I mean? I don't know. Pay the cost, but to it's be meant the boss, to, dude. Man. It's a fucking mental game, yeah. man. So he's there to win. He also has a sick ass mohawk, and when he's walking to the stage through the crowd, he doesn't high-five anybody. Instead, he puts both hands on a sign that he made out of, like, poster board that says, you talking to meat? I I mean, (laughs) you talking to meat? Powerful. That's a John's... Dude, that's a fucking Jensen's phrase right there. Jensen's brats. You talking to meat? (laughs) That might be the name of today's episode. Ding-dong, you talking to meat? Love it. <laughs> Guys, third in this competition is Joey Jaws Chestnut. Yes. The big the legend. Nut. <laughs> probably probably should stick with Jaws. Huge. But dude, here's the thing. It's early in, in young young nuts career. <laughs> this is when he was first getting onto the scene and starting to disrupt the dude, Joey double nuts to chesty chestnut. <laughs> <laughs> Double chest to nutty. <laughs> Hate it. He, dude, he keeps finishing second to Kobayashi. Right. Because Kobayashi's but a he's pushing fucking it. monster. He's but he's pushing for him to get Kobayashi's old. having to... Yeah, Kobayashi was kind of like... I won't say he's coasting. He's world champion in like many disciplines. Right. But was definitely like... I got weirdly serious there. I've been watching too much of this, dude. Um, but he kept losing. The thing is, though, Chestnut is also a young up-and-comer. He's humble. Maybe not humble pie, but humble. Definitely humble. Gonna have to eat a slice potentially after this. <laughs> he, um, he keeps finishing second to Kobayashi in hot dogs, which is kind of like the big competition. Right. That's, no, that's everybody the knows one that about. people pay attention to, for sure. But Joey Chestnut <clears throat> has titles in pork ribs, waffles, crystal hamburgers, grilled cheese, and asparagus. Zane, how wow. many pounds of deep fried asparagus do you think Joey Chestnut ate in 10 minutes? Three and a half. Six point two five. Wow. So initially my brain went like fourteen. And I was like, right. that's impossible. But you're like, no, 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 that's impossible. And so then I overcorrected on the bottom end. Dude. So si- almost six and a half pounds of deep fried gus. Dude. Wild. I would hate to live I would hate to share I would hate to share any plumbing in a three exactly. mile radius with him. Yeah. Like he don't want to live on the same block. The even the most crushing defeat last year. He lost by half a brat last year, but it wasn't to who you think because he lost to Sonia, the black widow, Thomas. Yo, what? Sonia was supplanted in the rankings by Joey Chestnut. She's now ranked number three in the world, but quote, she thinks it's hogwash. Miss black widow, Thomas won the 2005 event with 35 brats. That's Joey Chestnut. Dude, it's so impressive. Joey Chestnut finished with 34 and a half. So they were neck and neck. 
Kobayashi wasn't there. So Joey Chestnut made a move, and he lost by half a brat. Sonia the Black Widow Thomas once ate 10 pounds of cheesecake. Sensational. Yo, this lady's tiny. Dude, I was going to say that, though. She weighs 100 pounds. To put that in perspective, she ate 10% of her body weight in cheesecake. Yo. Like, like unbelievable. Dude, here's the other things she holds titles in, Zane. Sonia the Black Widow Thomas holds titles in hard-boiled eggs, soft tacos, biscuits, lobster, oyster, turducken, sweet potato, toasted ravioli, fruitcake, crab cake, pulled pork, and quesadilla eating. This woman is a machine. Yo. And she's the pr- last year's winner of the Johnsonville Brock competition. Yo. Your defending champ coming in she's is ranked number wow. three all of a sudden. Okay. Ranked behind Joey Chestnut and none other than Takeru Kobayashi. Wow. Kobayashi. A legendary year. Is number one overall at the time. Dude, 06 was good shit. No shit, right? He held records in hot dogs, rice noodles, and pan-seared calf brains, among other things. Wow. Zane, how many pounds of rice noodles do you think he ate? Mm, probably seven or eight. Uh, try 20. <laughs> Dude, I watched your face react to that. It was the same reaction I had. <laughs> 20 fucking pounds of rice noodles. <laughs> in Dude, how much time? 10 minutes, I think. Most of these are 10 minutes. What? Dude, who, 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 shoveling. He, Zane, how many, kind of, I didn't know this was a, a competition, but pan-seared calf brains, how many pounds do you think he ate of those? It's 17, I don't know. 17.7, you wow. are correct. Dude, important note here, Kobayashi had never competed in bratwurst. Really? He's dominant in hot dogs. Yeah. Never competed in bratwurst. Maybe he doesn't like the savoriness. Dude, he also, here's the most interesting point, not unlike Sonya Black Widow Thomas, Kobayashi's fucking shredded. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's Kobayashi tiny. has, like, between, like, 9 and 10% body fat. That's crazy. Dude, he flexed, and it was, like, an anatomical diagram. It was unbelievable. That's crazy. That dude was 90% striation. <laughs> he's got those alien gains. Basically, um, dude... The most interesting fact to me, arguably out of this whole thing, remember that I mentioned Kobayashi had never lost on American soil? Yeah. The one time he had lost ever in general was to a 1,000-pound Kodiak bear. (laughs) What a stat. What a fucking stat. Yo. Dude, how big of a fucking flex? Do you ever lose, man? Well, just once. To, to a, a fucking, fucking bear. bear. Unbelievable. What? So the competition starts. Okay. This is honestly the least interesting part. The competition starts and people start running away with it. Our guy PJ, the sleeper pick, finishes yeah. with like nine. Poor and just guy. gives it. He get, dude, he's given an interview with three left. And he he's down like 25 or 30 brats. That's unfortunate. So our early competitors are all gone. Our top five, keeping in mind that last year, Sonia the Black Widow Thomas finished with um, 35 total. 
our top five this year, now that Kobayashi is here, are Tim Eater X Janice with 34. Yeah. Humble Bob Shoot with 37. Okay. Patrick Bertoletti, the culinary kid, yeah. with 38. Or, excuse me, Bertoli. Yeah. Joey Chestnut with 45. Has eaten 10 more than last year. Yeah. Kobayashi wins it. But with how many brats, Zane? 56. 58. Jesus. He beat Joey Chestnut by 13 brats. Yo. If that's not the most incredible thing you've heard. I think that's one of the most dominant sports performances like you can't even argue that it's not like all joking aside, legitimately one of the strongest performances. Fun fact. Do, do, go ahead. Joey Chestnut now has the hot dog world record. Definitely. At 73 hot dogs with buns. Right. Which is equally insane. Dominant. I will say this though. Kobayashi at the time, you know, it's 2020 now, right. so he can hold that record, and, you know, it's kind of like most other sports, things just really kind of escalate, and then they'll start narrowing and slowing and all the stuff. But right. Competitive eating, I guess, not new at the time, but definitely gaining more traction. Right. Kobayashi at the time held the hot dog record of 55. Yeah. So he ate more brats than hot dogs, than hot the dogs. thing he's good at. That's like that had to be crazy. a sign of things to come. Yeah. When you're looking oh, yeah. at like how promising they were. That's nuts. What a fucking event. That's so crazy. That's Dude, so wild. I have a uh, It's so wild. hot dog eating story to uh, contribute. Dude, that's fine. Um so a few years back, a friend who will not be named, okay. uh well, there were a group of us. <clears throat> okay. But one specific friend, we were up at uh Fourth of July event, mm -hmm. um, and we were camping, and there was firewood to be chopped. Oh, and shit. Uh, so here we are, Fourth of July morning, and we uh, get a little um, into Fourth of July, I guess. Yeah, like we always wear as much uh, American flag stuff as possible, which yeah, hate us, whatever. Um, but we were all American flagged out head to toe, like, like sweatshirts, so shorts that had American flags, socks, like everything, glasses, headbands, uh, the works you might it's say. It's basically like seven or eight different American flags just in the woods. We're just, just clouds, like human American flags. Basically. Um, and one of our friends decides that she wants to chop wood and she's never chopped wood before. And, uh, she goes, Hey, how do I do this? And we're not really paying attention. It's fairly early in the morning. Well, early afternoon, I suppose. Right, at that point. And uh, we're just sitting around a, a little campfire waiting for the day to really get started. And uh, I go, oh, well, you square up the axe on the, on the log. And then you swing down and make sure you drop your hips into it and cut the, cut the wood. Right. And... Uh, she goes, oh, okay. And we're sitting there and I hear, Foom! oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. Mm -hmm. And I turn around and she had missed the wood and hit her toe. Oops. And luckily this axe was fucking brand new and sharp as shit. Yeah. And just clean, 
like just, a third of her big toe. It, it was and so, not good. Yeah, a lot of a lot of um, scrambling and picking up the toe and getting it on ice <laughs> and blah blah blah. And driving to the hospital. So we we have to drive like thirty minutes, forty minutes to the hospital. Like yeah. we're out in the middle of nowhere. Um, right. And luckily, where we ended up, they have a really nice medical facility. Yeah, but we that, get, I was honestly super surprised by that. We get in there. She's in shock. So she's doing really well. Like it wasn't a chore to get there. We did a good job bandaging it up and everything. Right. You like took care of the triage. I drove and I was way more nervous than she was. Yeah. She was like Snapchatting people pictures of her right. toe in a bag. Like, ah, like, crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so like very clearly her body was just shutting off the fact that she had oh, right. chopped off. Just like, no, 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 no. So we get there and they get her back in a room and they're like, you guys can wait in the waiting room. Right. And the most bizarre shit is that in the waiting room <laughs> was, what was that? 2017? No, way earlier than that. No, it was, it was pretty recent. 16, maybe 16, maybe. Okay. Um, 2016, um, hot dog eating competition. (laughs) So Nathan's hot dog eating competition. So as our friend is, uh, yeah, it was 2016 because I posted on a picture on Instagram not long after that. Um, so as our friend is in the back (laughs) and they're trying to figure out whether to reattach her toe or not, we're sitting in the waiting room. (laughs) <laughs> in small town Montana watching the 4th of July hot dog eating contest watching and Joey, Joey Chestnut huff stuff down <laughs> huff down dogs huff down dogs so th- that's basically what the hot dog eating competition it's is, all, to be, is just, all about this is her losing her toe or part of it <laughs> wild oh man Dude, we've gone long but whatever yeah it happens um, I've got a bracket that we need to figure out oh here yeah let's got Let's uh, pop down to the to, go. to the bottom corner there. Do you want to do bottom corner Dave Thomas region or top corner bag fries region? Ooh, I think we said we were going to do bag fries. Let's get into it. Okay. <clears throat> All right, Zane. First matchup here: Five Guys versus Roy Rogers. Five Guys. No five question. Guys for sure. Good. Th- I will say this though: Roy Rogers has a delicious like red soda. What about Shirley Temple? <laughs> True. Fair. <laughs> Good one. Got me. Let me see. What is the Roy? All Roy my Rogers all the East Coast is, listeners are going to be like, hey, dummy, it's this. It's cherry. Um, no, no, no. But they have like a specific soda at at like Roy Rogers. It's probably a red cherry cola if I had to guess. Because, um, you know, like a Roy Rogers drink is a Shirley Temple with Coke instead of Sprite. Well, right. I mean, yeah, I know it's something similar, but I'm like not remembering. I'll have to call my dad after this and be like, what is it? Because there's a delicious drink that I get every time we go over to the East Coast. And oh, okay. There. So, okay, but that's fine. So, is Roy Rogers is out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. Oh, okay. Uh, like, it's it's basically a Roy Rogers the drink at Roy Rogers the restaurant. Oh, okay. But it's a specific kind of soda, and I don't remember the name. Ah, uh, it's Fago, for sure. <laughs> Blueberry, yeah. Um. That song's such a bop, too, by the way. I it is. I people that song. It is. I have not watched the music video yet, because I... Neither have I. I don't really want to dive that far in. That's right. Um, but, you know, it's a good song. Next up is Portillo's versus Zaxby's. Fucking Zaxby's. Yeah, 100%. I don't know what Portillo's is. I think it's subs. No, Zaxby's for sure. Yeah. Pizza House. Or, sorry, Pizza House. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> Pizza Home. 
You'll see why I said that. Pizza Hut versus Firehouse Subs. Pizza Hut. Yeah, I agree. Pizza Home. Pizza Home. <laughs> Dude, fucking Bojangles versus Noodles and Company. Bojangles, Bojangles for sure. 100%. I've never even eaten Bojangles, and that's oh, a no-brainer. Let me tell you, Bojangles is so good. Um, Jack in the Box versus PDQ. What's PDQ? Isn't that no a idea. delivery Never service? Even heard Jack of it. in the Box. Because, yeah. yo, here's the thing. Uh, this winter, I planned ahead. I okay. knew there was a Jack in the Box in Coeur d'Alene. And I knew True. we'd be stopping in Coeur d'Alene a couple times for our track trips. True. We usually give the kids about 30 minutes inside the store. Right. There's an Albertsons. There's a Qdoba. Oh, fuck. What? Side story. So we Please. always stop at the same was Albertsons. So con- Time out though was so concerned that the recording hadn't been on. No, we're good. Okay, thank God. We're good. We're in the red. Um, um, people who don't record with Pro Tools, it records red. Anyway, um, good explanation. So it's we we always stop the bus at this shopping center that has an Albertsons, it has a Qdoba, it has a Froyo place. I, there's a Who Hot now, which might Hell be yeah. in in the future. Yeah, and then across absolutely. the parking lot, there's a Jack in the Box. So a couple years ago, we have this kid. Who's just notorious for saying the funniest shit, but in the right. most innocent way. Like, oh, yeah. Um, and so he's sitting there and he goes, Hey, are we stopping for food? And uh, I was like, Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna stop for food, man. He's like, Oh, sweet. Are we stopping at like that one place, like where, where there's Albertsons and, and what's the, what's the burrito store? Chubogu? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Nah. <Nuh-uh. laughs> And so Qdoba to me is now forever Chubogu. Chubogu. <laughs> and that's amazing. That's fucking amazing. I have a Chubogu like a two blocks from me. <laughs> that's convenient for you. It is. Um, so we stop in this parking lot and I knew that there's a jack in the box and the mm-hmm. kids haven't really wised up to there being a jack in the box. Yeah. So they all go to Chubogu. They get frozen yogurt. They go to <laughs> fucking Burt's. <laughs> <laughs> um, and here I am. I jump off the bus and take off across the parking right. lot alone. In, <laughs> yeah, right. And this year it was when that fucking gnarly ass snowstorm that we talked about right. on here was hitting. And so, so I'm running through it. like eight, yeah. 12 inches of snow across this unplowed parking lot. High knees. Yup. Really getting it in. And I get there and I, Jack in the Box has everything. They have. That's true. They I really had been do. craving egg rolls. Guess who has egg rolls? Jack in the Box. Jack in also the has Box. Tacos. Three for like a dollar ninety nine. Guess yeah, who has hard, cr- crispy fried tacos? Jack, Jack in the, the box. box. Guess who has burgers slathered with Jack some kind box. of weird barbecue Dude, mayonnaise sauce. sauce? Yeah. It's Jack in the Box. Guess you, who got but... all of those things? You. Ran back, dropped it off on the bus, and still had time to go into Albertsons and get snacks. Oh. Powerful. Zane in the bus got Jack in the box. Dude. I was in it. I you go in with a plan. Yeah, you gotta be smart about it. The guy at the drive thru here is I think deaf and like not being in a rude way, like legitimately, I think he has like major hearing loss. Because he always yells at you when you get to the thing, and then he also <laughs> you have to order like fourteen times. It's fine though. I go inside at this point. Um Popeyes versus Schlotsky's Zane. Popeyes, right? Popeyes for sure. Pretty much the obvious choice. Long John Silver versus Wingstop. Wingstop. Yeah. So far, unanimous on this one. Finally, in our preliminary round, In-N-Out versus Baja Fresh. In-N-Out. In-N-Out for choice. sure, yeah. Okay, Zane, moving on to the Elite Eight of this corner of the bracket. We've got Five Guys versus Zaxby's. Five the Guys. The Guys, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Next up, we've got Pizza Hut versus Bojangles. I'm going to say Bojangles. I haven't eaten Bojangles, but I've been Trust really disappointed this, real in good. Pizza Hut recently. So I'm going to side with you on that one. I agree. I agree. Uh, next up, we have Jack in the Box or Jack in the Box versus Popeyes. Popeyes, really? I was yes. going to say Jack in the Box, but I guess I haven't had Popeyes in like a year. So I think quality wise, generally Popeyes, yeah. Popeyes for sure. Jack Although, in the Box, I would, I would lean my vote that way only because of the options. Yeah, but I just fucking love Popeyes, and when they Dude, have like those, their like, special those sweet hots, yeah. Oh, fuck. Um, and then Long John Silver's versus In-N-Out. Got to be In-N-Out, In-N-Out, right? In-N-Out, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Okay, final four. We've got Five Guys versus uh, Bojangles. Five Guys. Yeah. I love you, Bojangles, but come on. And then In-N-Out versus Popeyes. In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Yeah. So pretty chalky bracket Yo. in the final four. Now, let's take a second here. Five Guys has a lot of variety as far as like other things you can get. You can get a little grilled cheese. You can get milkshakes. You can get a nice lettuce wrap yeah. on the bun. I believe, and again, to be entirely transparent, I've eaten it in and out probably 10 times. Yeah. I've eaten it five guys many more than that. Yes. But I think for me, the burger, though it is, it's not a burger with strength at in and out necessarily. <laughs> Right. The burger, like animal style, though, fucks it up for me. I'm like, yes, give me that. I want it it's more. So good. And animal, st- animal style fries are. But the, so, okay. Fucking. So objectively, Five Guys fries are better. Yes. And there's no questions fries. asked. Right. Better. Better. But animal style fries, I feel like this is my take, and I'm curious to see if you agree. The burger edges out in favor of in and out particularly animal style. And that's coming from somebody who loves a Five Guys burger yeah. and wants one bad. Yeah. But the fries for Five Guys tilt, tilt pretty heavily for five, or yeah. for five Guys. Oh, yeah. I still think that in and out takes this by a, by a hair. I think because of like the... I don't know if I'd call it novelty for totally for us. If we lived in Southern California, different story, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to give it to in and out as well. Cause both are premium burgers. Yeah. They have like shipping radius that they will only operate in. Yeah. Both have premium ingredients or at least high quality ones. Yeah. Both taste really fucking good. You have to go to like a manager's school to become a manager at in and out. Right. So I, I was going to say this, though, too. I think the other thing is that Five Guys can get really expensive really fast. Yes. Yes. And in and out unless you go crazy and order like a triple-triple or something, yeah. is going to be cheaper. Yeah. in and out takes it. Okay. So currently, in our final four here, lost the bracket. Give me two seconds. Right. In our final four here, we've got in and out We've got McDonald's. And I believe we have Chick-fil-A. I think, I think Chick-fil-A won through last week, yeah. Or did it? Yeah. Yeah, no, Chick-fil-A would have beaten all of these. Didn't we have a, an eight make a run or something? We did. That was Torchies. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then it got beat the out. The 12 made sure. the run and then got beat in the final four. For sure. In the final four. For sure. 
Okay, so chalky so far. Yeah. McDonald's, Chick-fil-A, and... In-N-Out. Uh, technically, In-N-Out's a two okay. seed, but... Because Five Guys was the one. Right. For good reason. Like, that's a that's like a... It's like a Gonzaga one. Like, right. they like absolutely deserve to be there. Are they going to win? <sighs> I'm going to let you say that because I live here now. And I, I know. I can't say it. I know. That's why it was fresh in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so our final bracket next week is the Dave Thomas region <laughs> led off by Wendy's. Ooh, okay. I, lo- Guys, I love Wendy's. Maybe I'll go it's get time- Wendy's or DQ. Dude, oh, I didn't good. tell you. I went, I went and got DQ. And I did had, you? I had the flame, <gasps> the flamethrower burger. How was it? It was fucking lit, dude. It was dude, so pretty good. good, right? It was so like, good. Like surprisingly good. I like their smooth buns. Mm-hmm. Like, I really love like mushy McDonald's buns. True. But there's something about their smooth bun that just added in a nice like wholeness to the burger. Mm-hmm. It was great. So thank I'm you glad, for that man. recommendation. My brother had the chicken strips. He was thoroughly satisfied. I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad I could I could give that to you, and I'm glad that you and I can give that to the people. Yeah. Zane, my tweet of the week comes this week from Pre-K at Stay Freya, and he says, this is a long-ass month. The fuck? Is it March 61st? <laughs> my other tweet of the week comes to us from unregistered Hypercam 2 at Christian Jackson, and he says, just got sent to the gulag in Animal Crossing. <laughs> Which is a good gaming <laughs> reference for those of you who have to. <laughs> Zane, do you got any tweets of the week? Yeah. This one comes to us from Nate at Mnate Shyamalan. Okay, good. I do not fuck with any burrito without heft. If your shit is convenient and portable, take it elsewhere. I want a burrito that's burdensome, unwieldy. When I raise it to my mouth, I should feel the weight of the mistake I'm about to make. No child should be able to eat this. <laughs> and i'll follow really that funny. up from one from nicole at nicole's law w uh, nicole's law um my uber profile <laughs> says i'm deaf so when i get into ubers i usually just sign hello to them and don't speak anymore but this uber driver just called someone and said this deaf bitch just got in so i could talk for a minute <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's fucked up. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) All right, everybody. Stay safe out there. Be happy and nice to each other, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.